Welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. Today we have on John Ellis from at One Panther Place on Twitter. Go check him out if you aren't already following him. He is a content machine. He's the best guy out there for the Carolina Panthers football. Also, check out his podcast, The Roar, on Blue Wire Podcasts. Today, we get into how One Panther Place started. How appealing is the Panthers' GM opening? Will Teddy Bridgewater be the guy next year in Carolina? And what to expect from the Panthers in this upcoming NFL draft and more? But before we get into our interview with John Ellis, we are brought to you by Pod Talk. Pod Talk is the best way to listen to podcasts. It has the best and most simple interface to use compared to all other podcast listening apps out there. Also, join discussion groups for your favorite podcasts like this one. I use it myself. I've been preaching about Pod Talk for seven episodes now. So go check it out in the App Store today. Pod Talk in the App Store today. Now, our interview with John Ellis. All right, we now welcome on John Ellis, the creator of the At One Panther Place Twitter account, also the host of The Roar on Blue Wire Podcast. John, how are we doing? Hey, what's up, man? Thank you for having me on the show. It's always uh, always a treat to talk Panthers football. I'm excited about this, man. All right, awesome. All right, let's start this off. Uh, how did the how did this whole One Panther Place thing started? The whole content machine, man. Oh, I got bored. What can I tell you? I got <laughs> bored and said, you know what? I'm tired of crap posting. Let's make something of it. Uh, no, a lot of people ask me that lately, and I think that's a sign that it's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, man, I, I, my brother and I, who have been lifelong fans of this team, have been following them since the Sam Mills days, <clears throat> we just kind of made a joint decision around 2018 that, you know what? We're tired of getting our heads kicked in and feeling bad about it tired of not really enjoying the wins as much as we used to. So let's take a different approach. We've got a little bit of a football background. I mean, nothing exceptional. I'm not going to be a GM candidate. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but we decided, hey, let's set up a Twitter. <laughs> let's set up a website, onepantherplace.com. Let's go to training camp, uh, take some photos, do some analysis, and get that Twitter feed pumping. And I'll say, you know, from my perspective, I've been humbled by how much traction it's gotten here over the past couple of years. Um, again, it, it's really – you know, all I'm doing here is pumping out the content that these players and coaches are, are giving you here. So a lot of credit goes to them for putting out good stuff, good, bad, and different. They give us a lot to talk about, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm certainly loving what I do, man. Yeah, it's the best Twitter account out there. If you're a Panther fan and you're not following it, go follow it right now. Stop this podcast immediately. <laughs> all right. Thank so... you for saying that. That was very nice. <laughs> we are recording this around close to 5 o'clock Eastern time. The Panthers have not hired a general manager yet. My question for you is how how really appealing is this job? Because it feels like there's this weird relationship between Tepper and Rule that someone's going to have to interfere with. Yeah, you know, I've had that question uh, come my way a few times on this. I'm just kind of taking a quick look because I'll be honest with you. I just did a, about a two-and-a-half-hour podcast with uh, Jim mm-hmm. Zoki, Bill Rosinski, and Eugene Robinson. Yeah, and yeah. if you're an OG Panthers fan, you get that. You understand <laughs> what that's all about. So I just now got back in the car. I parked at QT, and I'm kind of getting caught up on what we're looking at. So there's nothing new from this morning. Jonathan Jones, of course, is reporting. There's four, you know, down to the wire here. Monty Austin Fort from the Titans. Adam Peters, uh, one of the favorites out there among Panthers Twitter. Uh, I don't disagree with that, by the way. Ryan Poles from the Chiefs. And then uh, Scott Fitterer, who's sort of a, a late-stage uh, entry there into the race. And now he's gotten a second interview. Um, 
also Jason LaCantora reports that uh, two of these guys have the same agent. So there's always that. Look, yeah. you know, as far as where they'll go from here, is it an appealing job? It's hard to say. You know, I asked the same question to Bill Rosinski and, and Jim Zoki. Of course, Jim still works for the team, so he's a little more diplomatic. But, you know, Bill made a good point. He says, we just don't know yet. We don't know what Matt Rule is yet. We don't know what the culture is yet. We don't know anything yet. So I think, that, is there some risk in taking this job? Yeah, of course. It's, it, it's always, but they, they pay well. <laughs> they, <laughs> they offer a lot of incentives to, to and plus the title of being a GM in this league. Uh, neither of these four guys, none of these four guys have been into that uh, pinnacle yet. So I would think mm-hmm. it would be a tremendous honor uh, career-wise to, to get to that point. But to your point, I, I, I would say maybe it, it's not a bad job, mm-hmm. but there's going to have to be some dynamic, um, some dynamics assignment going on here, if that makes sense. They're going to have to really define who's doing what here within that building. Where is Matt with personnel? Is he truly just a coach? I don't know about that. You know, he's got his uh, DNA on this thing with the Temple Baylor stuff. It's year one. I'll give him a little bit of grace there. But, uh, you know, where does Pat Stewart fall in? Samir Suleiman, the cap guy. Um, and those guys were interviewed, too. It doesn't look like they're mm-hmm. going to get the job, but they'll be around. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions to answer. Where does Dave Tepper fit in? Is he a Jerry Jones type? Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't think uh, Ed Dodds was scared off. A lot of reporting on, you know, that in maybe he saw this as a not a great opportunity i think ed was just trying to look out for other opportunities as well so i wouldn't read too much anything as like they say you know believe i gotta get this totally wrong <clears throat> believe none of what you hear and half of what you see maybe that's it during this time of year it's it's lying season in the nfl yep so i kind of wait until the very last minute to give my analysis on this stuff <laughs> but uh, to your point yeah i think it's a, still a very good job is it sad that the Buffalo Bills are just took everything good from the Panthers with Sean McDermott <laughs> and Brandon Bean? You know, they, they've they not taken they, Marty they, Herney they from us. Take it. They, we gave it to them. We didn't, <laughs> other than McDermott, you know, uh, Bean. Yeah, I mean, the hindsight is twenty twenty, but he, they could have made him the general manager at any point. Uh, they didn't quite see him as a upgrade over Gettleman, now Herney, and now whoever's next. And, and you know, you hate going back and looking at that and saying, you know, look at all the guys contributing now for that. Even Dan Morgan, you know, <laughs> former <laughs> linebacker, is a personnel guy there. I wanted him to get an interview here because I go back with Dan a little bit. He's done a great job. The amount of Panthers dynamics running in Buffalo right now is silly. Um, but to that point, I'm kind of pulling for him. You know, I'd yeah. like to see oh, yeah. Addison get a ring. I'd like to see McDermott, you know, make up for what happened uh, late in 2015 in the Super Bowl, though that game was not his fault whatsoever. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Um, yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, you were trying to build a winner here. All of a sudden, Cam gets his shoulder blown up in Pittsburgh. His play declines. The team goes another direction controversially. Teddy Bridgewater has a mad year. Offense isn't looking that great. McCaffrey gets hurt, and you're 5-11 and again, and the Buffalo Bills are one win away from the title yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> I'm sure for Panthers fans all across the land. You mentioned Teddy having a meh year. That's uh, that's one way to put it. That's I'd put it a little worse than that. Are we moving on from Teddy? I don't think so yet. Uh, <clears throat> and here's why. I mean, I, I, as far as emotionally, I think a lot of people have checked out on Teddy. I, I, I try not to get emotional about this stuff. That would be uh, like peak 2005, John. <laughs> <laughs> Rage quitting. In, in a late season loss against the Bucs when we're still 11 wins uh, on the season. You know, I, I've learned to not be that guy anymore because it's better for the ticker when you're 40. Here's <laughs> what I'll say, though. Honestly, Teddy, um, 
the contract is pretty prohibitive. I mean, they, they've got him for a 20 plus cap hit next year on the million side. I, I just don't see, unless there's a trade partner out there, I, I, I don't see his contract, you know, uh, affording him them an opportunity to move on quite yet. They knew what they got with a two-year deal. Excuse me for that noise. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're okay. Welcome to Sports the what is that? I'm so sorry. So professional. <laughs> so professional here. Give me one second, Carter. <laughs> no there's, a, there's the content machine at work right there. Look at that. <laughs> that there is something up right there, folks. How many gifts um, do you have no, on the tap? Question. Um, <laughs> a lot going on today. A lot of moving parts. Um, they, I think Bridgewater is going to come back next year, and I think he's got a good chance, honestly, to get one more year as a starter. I, I don't – I never liked the two-year deal, a three-year deal, whatever it is. It's two with a third option, and there's an easy out after two. Uh, I didn't think he needed to go three years with this guy. I didn't, uh, but they did, and now they're here. So we'll go from there. Yeah, because who are we bidding against? I think New England maybe had some interest, but did they? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, look I, who they ended up with for half price. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't. I think it was a. I think it was a miscalculation. I think Brady, <clears throat> Rule, Marty, whomever it was, a collaboration. I hate that word right now. I don't know whose decision this really was with Bridgewater. It goes all the way back to one of the uh, assistants, Evan Peters, telling Matt Rule before he even got a job in the NFL, hey, you ever get a chance, go get Teddy Bridgewater. Folks, Teddy's a good story. I look at the tape every year on these players. Even the five wins last year, I told people all summer, get your expectations in a good place. Other than some of the bonehead stuff late in the year, like mm-hmm. the fumble and the, the mix-up with the uh, fourth down stuff and, and the, the play clock and all that. It's about what I expected from him. I wasn't expecting 40 touchdowns. I mean, that's ridiculous. He's got a lot of weapons, but he don't like to throw the ball downfield. He just does it. Yeah. So kind of moving along from that, you saw the ridiculous bleacher report picture the other day. It's uh, of the potential Deshaun Watson trade. But, but did I, did I? <laughs> yes, I saw. That's one of the few bleacher report things uh, I saw you yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, realistically, what would the Panthers have to give up to even have a chance to sniff Deshaun Watson? Uh, my children and your mother, I don't know, just <laughs> everything. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be cheap. Uh, I would imagine three first round picks. I would imagine McCaffrey would be, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna trade for another running back who's injured. I, 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 I've kind of had to reassess my McCaffrey uh analysis a little bit and i i'm one thing i think people like about what i do here is i'm not married to my positions if i'm wrong i'm going to correct it and say look because i was a big proponent about the mccaffrey deal i said look he's been healthy he's got mm-hmm. to worry about boom i mean we've we've never seen him this unhealthy um but to that point it's going to cost any team um particularly in carolina's situation where they don't have a lot of you know uh, unloadable or uh, yeah unloadable assets uh, they don't have a lot of draft picks, and they certainly don't have a lot of people people are going to try to trade for. They could have done it with Curtis Samuel, but they kind of waited too late for that. Um, I, I think it would take a few first-round picks and then a good player. And I, the more I think of it, I, I, you know, I posted the picture with the show on the cam. I like to hype things up a little bit and stir, <laughs> stir up things up for Panthers fans. And I, Deshaun Watson might be the one or two, three guys in the league I would do this for. But then I start thinking about, man, He's on. He's won what four games this year, playing that great. You got to have a surrounding cast, man. Carolina does on offense, defense. They still got a lot of work to do. 
So that kind of leads me into my question. Who who do you see us drafting? Do you go on defense again like we did last year? Do we go quarterback? Because Bruce Feldman had us taking Trey Lance. I saw that. Um, I like Trey a lot. I, I like – I'm having a hard time, and it's probably because I, I've spent most of my time this season studying on the current. I usually don't get into the draft stuff until about February. I, I check out the Senior Bowl. I'm hoping to get down there this year and the COVID thing. I don't know if that's going to work, but we'll have Zoom access and all that. But I, I usually let the senior ball pass, and then I really start grinding the tape on these guys because, you know, you saw what happened. And, you know, Justin Fields gets hurt, mm-hmm. and he throws for, what, 4,000 yards against Clemson and 71 touchdowns. <laughs> and then he faces Nick Saban, and he's still hurt, and it's a different ball game. And then there's a narrative that drives his draft stock down as a result of that. And uh, I don't like that monkey business, man. I don't, I, I think it's just, if you loved him last week, why do you hate him this week? Mm-hmm. I, Lance, I just, he's so athletic and yep. he had such a great year last year. Uh, I just, I, I would be very intrigued by that, but until I really talk to some other people and look at the tape, I, I don't know if I would do number eight there. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't draft a tight end number eight. That's the new hot <laughs> thing now. And I just – I like Pitts. I just think they could do better than that. Patrick Sertan, I mean, there's always going to be a corner at number eight. They desperately need another one. Uh, and then they need an offensive lineman. You know, they, they the Darisaw from Boston College, maybe we'll accept it. Or Virginia Tech, I'm sorry. Uh, get my ACC guys mixed up with all this uh, Clemson stuff I'm doing this year. But uh, we'll see, man. The draft's going to be intriguing. Eight is a weird spot. Yes, it if is. If it was five or four, you you pretty much got that third quarterback, I would think, in that top three. I don't know if Wilson or, or Fields falls to eight. I really don't. Um, we'll just have to see. A lot can happen from here to there. Trevor's the only guy, I'll say this, and I again, I'm a Clemson guy from a broadcast perspective. I don't have any allegiances to the school, but I've been able to watch his development up close and talk to those whom I trust in that program who don't BS. I mean, they're going to shoot it straight, and there's something about Trevor, man. It's just he can make all the throws, but the the running ability, the ability to get things out of structure, and then his his ability to galvanize a team during the Black Lives Matter movement, during the, the pay the players movement, these players love him, man. They'll go to war for this guy. Great communicator, does all the right things. He's the only quarterback I would trade up for right now. Besides Trevor Lawrence, is your second quarterback Wilson or Fields? Uh, I don't know yet, man. I'll say this. It's been back and forth so far. I, I think fields really open up a lot of eyes against Clemson. But if you follow Clemson throughout the year, you understand the challenges they've had on defense in terms of injuries. And fields is remarkable. But to be honest, everybody was wide open. They, yeah. <laughs> Clemson in the back end, they were leaving guys, you know, four or five yards wide open on these throws. So he was dropping these in the bucket. They're good throws. He was tough as nails coming back in that game injured. I love that. Uh, Wilson, I haven't watched a lot of Wilson yet. I haven't. I, I've read the tea leaves. I trust, you know, my co-host Billy Marshall on, on the podcast is a great analyst and, and has really done some good stuff on Wilson. I've looked at his some of his stuff. Um, I think all of these quarterbacks give you some juice, give you some of that you know, let's face it, Jake DeLone, Cam Newton, what do you think of? Energy, spark, they can push it down the field a little bit. Um, now, can, can Mac Jones do that? Uh, Teddy Light, maybe. I don't, I, I'm not seeing it. He's got a, Mac's got everything at his disposal with Alabama. The best coaching, the best receivers, great O line. 
not hard to negotiate that. So I wouldn't. I've seen Mac at number eight, by the way. No, no chance. <laughs> not doing that. No chance. I, I I would take Lance at eight before I take Zach. Um, or not uh, Zach. What's the other? Jones. Sorry, mm-hmm. Mac Zach. I'm tired. <laughs> but uh, answer. Draft Twitter's wearing me out, man. You answer your question. I think they can go a number of ways, including maybe trading back. Hey, think about that. Yeah, I would. Would you be thrilled with Kyle Pitts if we were able to trade back? Yeah, Jesus if they stud. trade back in the middle of the first, they trade back middle of first. That's good value. I just, you know, it's I don't I don't like this thing where the people say, "Well, when's the last tight end of the first round been great?" or "When's an Ohio State quarterback <laughs> been great?" Or it's, it's who cares? Look at the individual analysis here. Pitts is a great player, but there is something to that that the, the you can get good value at that position outside of the top eight. And I, it doesn't, you know, I think Ebron was picked pretty early on. He's turned out to be pretty good, but you know, it happens. Shockey was picked early on. I don't know. Where's Gronk pick? Was he top 10? He was late first round, I think. Yeah, see, I mean, there you go. I mean, you, you're going to find guys in this draft. I don't know if the, the talent level was the problem with the tight end position. I'm, I'm not saying Ian Thomas is, you know, <laughs> you know, Kellen Winslow here, Kellen Winslow the first, but. Ian was open. I just I, I, the offense was not in rhythm in terms of tight end uh, schematics involvement. There was a lot of the same concepts they ran. A lot of the um, on boots, just the, the two yard dumps. Uh, he ran a lot of crossers, a lot of deep crossers with Newton and with um, Kyle Allen here. And his production was a little better at times with that. Uh, Ian's a good player, but I, I think they got to look in a different direction. You, you don't have to pick number eight to do that, though. So, have we lost Joe Brady? Uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, here's the thing: if not now, next year, and yeah. that's a bigger question. I mean, we let's go back. You're a Panthers fan. You understand the dynamics of Rob Chudzinski and, and Mike Shula, and uh, you know, <laughs> hell, I mean, you, you know, Chud gave us two good years, or well, one good year, one kind of eh, year, and then he's off to Cleveland, and then the the whole worry was, oh, Mike Shula, Mike Shula. I'm I'm a kind of uh, the card carrying member of a Shula fan club here. Uh, I'm one of the the maybe the twenty percentile out there who respects a lot of what he did versus some of the things that people say he was terrible at. But with that said, yeah, there is going to be an adjustment if it's this year because look at who you're losing, Jake Peets. Um, what's the kid's name that left with Peets? I forget his name. Uh, he also went. He was an offensive guy. Come back to me in a minute. And then if Brady leaves too. And they've already lost a scout back to, you know, Baylor. It's It happens, but it doesn't usually happen this fast. I told people when they hired Joe, I said, one thing Sean Payton, I think, had cautioned uh, Joe on was you're not quite ready yet, maybe take give it some time. There was some advice I remember him hearing from uh, Sean about that. And I still think there's some truth to that. He's 31. He's got a long way to go. McVeigh was young, too, but. I don't know. McVeigh's an outlier, I think. Yeah. Joe's got Joe was the co-offensive coordinator one year at LSU when they lit it up, and he brought a lot of those concepts that worked. But he was still the co-offensive coordinator. <laughs> he was one half of what made that thing go. Um, the best man should get the job for the situation they're interviewing for. They're not all created equal. If a coach or if an owner wants to give a 31-year-old guy a chance because he's progressive thinking, he's got the right structure and the right offense around to support that, um, go for it. Uh, if he goes to Houston, that could turn into a real silly situation because that ownership structure, the management structure, it feels like a disaster. 
Watson, I think, won't play there anymore, but who knows? If he does, he will do it with a heavy heart because <laughs> he's not happy. Uh, I, I wouldn't go to Houston right now. I would love to coach Deshaun, but God, that's a stinky organization. So that leaves you with Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta is really pushing hard for Terry Fontenot as the GM and uh, Joe Brady as a coach. I mean, is it going to happen? I'm, I'm hearing from good, reputable sources and reporters that they really want that, that tandem to, to happen, to work. So we'll have to see. I think Joe's gone this year or next year. So rip off the Band-Aid. Let's go. Get it? Oh, look, I like Joe, but I didn't see anything that, that's going to make me cry a lot of tears. Nope. <laughs> Great receivers. He signed Bridgewater. That was his guy. And uh, where did he lead them? Five wins and a bunch of turnovers. So, all right, last question I'll let you uh, before I let you go. This is from my friend Eli Jones. I'm sure you've seen him on Twitter. He likes all your tweets. Rank yeah, these, yeah, Eli, what's up, man? Rank these Panthers of the all-time greats, one through three, Keekly, Smith, oh. Newton. Oh, come Dude. All right, so here's how I'm going to grade this. If there's someone else you want to put in there, go for it. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go with this. I, I could go all day on this stuff. <laughs> Smitty's, Smitty's number one. Smitty's yep. number one on this. Um, in my, my experience with him, I covered one training camp with him. Um, and, you know, the whole stuff they had with him early his career with, with some of the fights. A lot of guys go through that. I don't hold that against him. But I, I saw him face-to-face on the sidelines. I've never been so scared of I put nine men in my life. And not just because of the stories you've heard. His calf muscles, his body, he's hit everything about the man. Um, the look he gives you is no nonsense. And on the field, he destroyed people. He, <laughs> there's never been a player in this organization, even Cam Newton, that just took people's manhood from them. It was so much fun to watch when you're on that side of it. Uh, Keekley, who else was on the list? Keekley and who else? Cam Newton. Cam Newton didn't jump on the fumble. He'll count. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Where's your goatee uh, and your sunglasses? <laughs> I can't. Cam. Cam's got to be number two on that just because he's a league MVP. Uh, what he was able to do with, with the amount of stuff he had to work with was remarkable. Uh, Ted Ginn, Corey Brown, um, you know, hey, Greg Olson, which was great. But Jericho Contrary. Got, <laughs> yeah, 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 Clay Burson. Uh, the list goes on. Yeah. Uh, for what? And then this year in New England, too, you see he's had janitors to throw to. It's been terrible. <laughs> uh, they're counting him out again. I, I, I told you guys last season, look, Newton needed to go, obviously, because the ownership and coaching staff here didn't see eye to eye with that moving forward. And who's to say that Cam would have played on that last year? He says he would have. Who knows? Here's the deal. Don't take a victory lap yet if you're not a Newton guy. It was one pandemic year where he had COVID. No one to throw to. Give it a minute. Let's see what he does next year. I, I'm ranking Cam, too. But then Keekley's right there. And it's unfortunate because, you know, Bobby Wagner's still out there making plays and tearing people apart. And I know Luke's got to be missing it. But mm-hmm. I think what helped him is getting right back into it, stepping right back into a football position. I love that. I love that he didn't go fly fishing for four months or four <laughs> years. Well, he could have been well within his right to do it, given what he's been through injury-wise. But he got himself right back off the mat. And I hear players in these pressers talking about spending time with Luke, watching film. I love mm-hmm. that because all the talk was he's going to be locked in an office doing scouting. No, he's mixing up with players and talking. <laughs> so uh, giving them game tips and then helping them out. 
Jermaine Carter, I mean, you've seen his uh, progression. It finally got uh, Whitehead out of the lineup. <laughs> Took a few minutes. <laughs> got Finally got some confident middle back to play there. So, um, yeah, that would be my top three. Smith uh, will go with Cam second, and then uh, the great Luke Keekley third. Three uh, potential Hall of Famers there, not to mention Greg Olson. Uh, one thing I'll say is we – I guess we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Look at the amount of potential Hall of Famers we got to see in the last decade. That's not common, man. Yeah. Olsen, uh, maybe Cam if he finishes out the career right way. I, it's borderline now. You know, and you're talking about Steve Smith. And you're talking about, we mentioned before, so many guys who just not only were great players, but I guess Smith in particular would just, he would make it quit before the game started. He would scare <laughs> people. He was a pit bull, man. Um no, that'd be my top three, though. Roundabout way of answering that question. So I'm just keeping an eye on Twitter, seeing if they hired a GM yet. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing it all day. <laughs> I won't take up any more of your time, John. This was yeah, awesome. Thank you. thank you so much. Go check out the Twitter account, at One Panther Place, and his podcast, The Roar on Blue Wire Podcast. John, thanks again, my man. Thank you so much, sir. And uh, when I have a little more time and I don't have three kids running <laughs> in my circles here, I'd love to do a whole hour with you, man. This is a lot of fun. Anytime, anytime. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to today's episode with John Ellis from at one Panther place on Twitter and host of the roar podcast from blue wire podcast. I want to thank John again for his time. That was an awesome interview. We have next week coming on a very special guest. I'll release it on Twitter once it's finalized, but Thanks again. Rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been awesome. Go follow my Twitter page at CarterB8, K-A-R-T-E-R-B-8. And uh, I'll see you all next week. Bye.